in color right here on the Big Vito brand. I am Virtue, the NoDQ.com debate king, and that is Vito LaGrasso, the former WCW hardcore champion. Vito, what's up? I hope everybody is doing good. I hope everybody made it through the hurricane, especially all the Floridians. Uh, as everybody knows, my Cadillac did not make it. Very sad. But Liberty Mutual paid me right away. It was like in minutes, and they paid up. <clears throat> so I am now looking for a new vehicle. I am at a I am at a crossroads because on my bucket list, I always wanted to buy a limo for personal use. The limo is used because it has a big trunk, could fit a lot of my wife's needs in it. And if she needs to lay down in the back, she could lay down and there's room in case we have family over or we have people over and we can all go out. I've been looking forward to buying one for very many, many years. So if anybody doesn't know, when you buy a limo, it's very lightly used and it doesn't, they don't have a lot of miles on them. This particular limo I'm looking at is four grand. Wow. I, wow. I got to come down there and get that limo for sure. Believe me, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty nice, nice looking. And, you know, if I get it, then I can go for bucket list number two and get the Corvette. You got a parking spot for it? My driveway would be fucking cluttered. I don't give a shit. Vito, we're here, yes. right? Getting color. Um, I'm ready to rage about something in particular today. But before what? we start any of that... Okay. I think I've kind of skipped over this the last show. And I this is usually a segment I like to give to you in case anything's on your mind. If not, we will get right into this show. But is there anything on Vito's mind? This is your chance right now because I'm about to rage. <laughs> so I just want you to get all your, like, sometimes I know you got some deep thoughts and this and that. And I didn't want to overtake that with my raging. You got anything? Guys, I just want to say... um. Life throws you a lot of different obstacles, and life definitely gets gives you a lot of different things. And you try to handle things the best you can, whether it's your personal life, your relationship, your job, your car, money. You know, you try to, you know, ride the wave. And, you know, life can be tough sometimes, and life can be great, you know. And not everybody has it good. So... Just for all those people going through a rough time, because right now I am, just keep your chin up, everybody head up, and you know let's uh, let's go and have a great rest of the week. Let's have positive thoughts and virtue. Take it away. Well said. Well said. All right. First topic. Like we speculated, Bray Wyatt has returned to WWE under this Triple H regime. Okay. Right. At the end of Extreme Rules. All those cryptic clues that became more and more obvious as, as time transpired. He basically came back at the end of the event, didn't call anybody out, just kind of did his thing, revealed himself, the crowd popped. Um, he came up through this developmental, like his dad, Mike Rotunda, professional wrestling family. Barry Windham, I believe, is his uncle. Godfather maybe as well, I'm not sure. He knows the business from them. Came up through FCW before it was like this NXT thing. Right. And I think he knows the mystique of the business. He doesn't really give much away when he was gone. Didn't complain about the company, right? 
just kind of went and did his thing. Word is that he was working on a horror movie that hopefully we will see next year. Uh, comes back, and I see a lot of people excited for it, rightfully so. He He's old school in terms of he takes the gimmick, he puts all his pride into the character, to the promos. He tries to work short, simple matches, never goes out there to have a five-star match. And I listed, Vito, he had a dozen matches in his career in WWE where he went against great wrestlers like Cena, Roman Reigns, Chris Jericho for lengthy periods of time. And they were pretty solid matches. But what do I see? What do I see start creeping up now that he's back? I see these fans like there's no place for this in wrestling. He's going to uh. have... He's going to have horrible matches. He sucks in the ring. He can't work. He always gets hurt. And it just pisses me off. Like, if you don't like him, Vito, I get it. Like, if fans don't like Bray Wyatt, fine. Talk to me about people that you like. Don't sit there and disparage somebody because you don't like them. They focus on the hate of somebody to where they hope he fails. I'm seeing people writing articles on No DQ. Oh, he can't work. So what's the hype about? Vito, it's the character. What's the magic of wrestling? Go ahead. Take it away. Because I'm not I'm gonna not let you talk all show. Go. Guys, for all you fans out there, you have an opinion. And because of social media, you have an overabundance of an opinion. And it's all over in writing and saying on Twitter and everything. But what you forget is. The secret of wrestling is to make the people believe. And when you sit there on the edge of your seat hoping for something to happen, here comes Bray Wyatt. You know, you got the whole world in my hand. You got the flashlights going off. You got the lantern. You never know who's going to show up. Now, they ain't doing nothing with Braun Strowman and Rowan is out there doing nothing. So if they put the Wyatt family times two back, Who's better than anybody else? Because what did we want? You wanted the Wyatt family back. So now you're going to get them and people are complaining. People want to bring Wyatt back and now you're complaining. And I always said in wrestling, when you have a job and you're making money, what do you do? You complain. When you don't have a job and you're not making any money, what do you do? Complain. So what is what is doing it? What do you do in the wrestling business? You complain. Why do they want... These long, epic matches, every match. You you know, back in the day, TV especially, you didn't get them because they didn't want to just give it away. They built the confrontations, the longer matches, the, the ending of feuds for pay-per-views. House shows, they had the longer matches at house shows because people would have to go pay to go to those house shows to see the guys wrestle. Now fans want every match on television to be these like 30-minute Dave Meltzer barn burners and they're putting talented people down and wanting them to fail if, if they don't, like, abide by that philosophy. Isn't a smart wrestler, like, you go out there and you do the least that you can in a match, but yet you tell the, the most story? Isn't that, like, the smart way to do business? It's a smart way, but it's the old, it's the old way of the, re, the old regime. It's a, just a different time right now. Eventually, it'll go back to the old ways. But, you know... Fan, you know, the worst thing that happened is that we let the fans in the business, and that's what crushed it. It's the best way to say it politely. Yeah. Like, look at Goldberg, for instance. What great match did he have during that run? Who was the most over at that time? Bill Goldberg, right? 
he fought Hogan, he fought Flair, he fought, you know, Collins in the room. How you doing, Colin? Dwayne is in the room. You know, like when you look at who he was in the ring with, Kevin Nash, he was with um uh DDP. Was Ray, DDP, Razor Ramon, uh Rick Flair, Hulk Hogan. He was in there with all the best guys. So I mean you can't really knock him. I've been in there with the best guys. I work programs with the best guys. You work Goldberg? Yeah. Yeah, and see, there you go. There you go. I made the list. But like know? it's just it I'm I'm telling you, like somebody's back, and then like people are just they can't wait to start spewing negativity about it. And it's like, look, I know we are all not gonna like the same thing, but I just wish I would see people talk about more of what they liked and like you know, have dialogue dialogue and discussion based on that. Instead of like tearing people apart, especially when it's fans that have never done this, it's like uh, I don't know. So I I wish the best for Bray Wyatt upon his return. I hope he anybody that doubts him in ring work, I hope he gets these great matches. This the time to be able to perform. He's done it before, Vito. He's had great matches against several people, but because the Fiend gimmick is what people mostly remember, and WWE kind of did a weird booking with that with the red light, short, weird finishes. Now all of a sudden Bray Wyatt can't work. He's always hurt. I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't you, like you when I see that type of negative. You want to know what's sad about the whole thing? You want to know what's sad about the whole thing? Right? What? People, they hope somebody loses their job, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, mm, right? Mm, that's mm. that's a big thing because nobody should ever hope that somebody loses their job. because They got family, they got kids, they got everything. Yeah. And then when people hope you fail, at a job that's even worse why would you want somebody to be a failure you're supposed to embrace people push people hope they make greatness you know what i mean yes in the wrestling business is there jealousy of who's getting the push and why they're getting the push yes but if you get that push and you run with it who's better than you it's yep. just like when um writers get the blame for wrestlers failing. How about it's the wrestler that didn't get the concept of what the writer was doing over for him not to fail? Yeah. Perfect example. They gave me the dress. What did I know about getting over a dress? I used my mind and used my experience in the wrestling business to do this gimmick. It got over. You have to know what to do with it for them to elaborate and give you more of a push. Well Fandango said. was well Fandango said. was the best gimmick, one of the best gimmicks that never went. Zack Ryder, when he was the hottest, right, and they didn't fulfill him. But Zack Ryder had a good WWE career. Do you know he's still the only guy who's undefeated in WrestleManias? Oh, Zack Ryder? Zack Ryder, right? And where is he? He's on the independence. Winning all the titles and all the different, like, you know, popular indie feds. Yeah. Yeah, but does but does that but would he rather have WWE fame or does he want indie fame? Does he want indie pay or does he want WWE pay? Oh, he wants WWE pay for sure. Oh boy. Right. He's hoping he gets noticed and he gets signed back. Like, you know, Triple H is bring a lot of people back. So So we'll I see. um 
Noel had told me that Fandango was on impact. I'm happy for him. I'm friends with him. I'm one of the guys who, you know, was one of his buddies back in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And every time he sees me and autographs, I'm cooler than cool. Dude, I love the Johnny Curtis stuff he used to do, like before he yeah. was Fandango. And he was he would do that little weird, like, it's getting real weird. He, he's an entertaining guy. He is. Yeah. You know, but, you know, there's a guy who, you know, he got lost in the shuffle because he got hurt. You know, and but when he was going and they were singing his song when he came out, how much more over can you get? Yep. And and when you are over that way and you're over like Bray Wyatt, you don't have to have these great matches. Now, the booking of the match, the time allotted to tell the story in the ring, that's what I think Bray Wyatt has really been a, a victim of. Because earlier in his career, I didn't really hear people saying Bray had bad matches because he was working with Cena, with Roman, with Jericho, and, and the list goes on, and he Undertaker. And he was putting 15 to 20 minutes in there, and he wasn't really getting hurt. Then he sustained one injury, missed some time, and he got the little nagging injury bug. But it was after he was feuding with the main people. You know what I mean? It's not like he got it in the middle of his main event run, and then he started getting injury bug, which has happened to wrestlers, right? It derails their career. And then – then all of a sudden, now I hear people saying he can't work. He's out of shape. Like, I want to say something, right? Yeah. And this is like, this is something that goes on quite a bit. We're on social media. My wife does the social media. Miss Noel does a great job, right? Do you know that people during my time in the heyday of wrestling, I was um, not recognized? Do you know that I am so recognized for my in-ring work now that people say, Vito, we didn't realize how good you were. We didn't realize what a great worker you were. The matches you had, the way you moved, the way you did things, everything was crisp. People didn't realize until it's 20 years later. Bray Wyatt is going to get recognition, not now. What, 20 years down the road? And that's great that they rec the fans – like, I recognized it back then, Vito. But, like, I wasn't on social media talking about in-ring work. I'd like to show the spectacle of wrestling. Uh -huh. But because now most fans talk about work rate, whatever that is, it's, it's noticed. And you see that it's noticed. But just so you know, I think people always notice that about you, Vito. But it's, just, no, I appreciate it's vocalized you know more because wrestling fans, that's what they want to talk about. You know, and then like we go back to what Kenny Omega said in the dressing room. It still sticks sticks with me a little bit when, and this is just like sitting there because I'm from the old time. Imagine saying you walk into a room and you got Buzz Sawyer, Stan Hansen, Bruiser Brody, Abdul the Butcher. Fuck, right? Kaku, the Wild Samoans, the Iron Sheik. And you walk in and dress and say, you know, you all suck. I can outwork every single one of you. Sure. You don't think every one of them would lick their chops or somebody would get up and say, really? I mean, I think that's the most disrespectful thing I think you could say to your, your company, to your group. And that one person took the honor of giving him a lesson. Because that's what he needs. Yeah. You know what but I mean? Again, there's nobody, all those legends that you mentioned in the locker room who were keeping the old school tradition, where are they now? I mean, you got Chris Jericho, but like, where are they in that AEW locker room? They don't exist. 
nobody says anything because they all like the money and they want to keep their mouth shut and keep their job. Yeah. Well, Vito, we're going to move on from Bray. And from Extreme Rules, there wasn't much other notable stuff that happened except Ronda Rousey became the SmackDown Women's Champion again, beating mm-hmm. Liv. Some sloppy spots in that match. But again, you know what? Hardcore stuff is not for everybody. And, and when wrestlers that have to come in and do stuff maybe that's out of their element like that, you know, you did hardcore. So you know how you still have to know how to do that stuff. Bottom line is what's next for Ronda Rousey? We have Charlotte that's been AWOL, Sasha Banks. Uh, people are like, oh, Charlotte's coming back and going to Raw. She won't face Rousey. I don't know. What do you think? What, what's up? What's next for Ronda Rousey? I always like I think, Ronda Rousey. First, let's go to Liv Morgan. I think yeah. people awesome. gave her a bum rap because she was champion. And like I always say, you don't have enough experience in the wrestling business to know how to handle that honor and be the face you learn nowadays how to be champion on the job it's not as easy as you think and you are scrutinized three times as much because the focus is on you i've heard nothing but people burying her she's the worst champion ever she sucks she's this she's that but did you ever think that she's learning her craft as she's going because nobody knows how to be world champion until you are world champion. And if you get a second chance to be a two-time champion, you'd actually know what you're doing the second time around. That's my beef with that, right? Mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey taking the title, I think because of the criticism that she got, Liv Morgan, they thought maybe they could hot shot it, but it was a transition move just to give it a different look. You know Ronda Rousey was going to get the thing back, and you know it's going to go to her and Charlotte or her and Sasha her and Becky Lynch. So it's going to be one of those three or four ladies. Yeah. That's fair. That's, that's what I yeah. think. Like Liv had her run. It's not like she lost it after a week or the very next right. PLE or whatever they call them these days. They, she beat Rousey technically a couple of times and then Rousey gets the title back and, you know, a match where she could use her UFC strengths. And it just made sense. I don't think it buried Liv. And we'll see what happens. And Ronda's a heel now. So I think she's more comfortable as a heel. So we will see what happens with her going forward. Okay, Vito, we got some AEW topics. And before we get to more backstage drama, which will be our main event this evening, let's talk a little bit about Soraya or Soraya. Sorry, Soraya is how Paige from WWE says her name should be said. Uh, She wasn't cleared in WWE. Okay, she comes to AEW, and from what we've heard, I don't think it's a hundred percent confirmation, but it seems legit that the AEW doctor has cleared her for a AEW in ring action. What do you think here, Vito? The reason that WWE did not clear her because they did not want to be held liable in case she got hurt. That's why they gave it the manager's job. And if you're already hurt and you're injured in that capacity. And something else happens to you, there's a lawsuit hanging there that WWE didn't want to face. Now that she's out of WWE and she's in AEW, AEW is under no obligation. They cleared her. They said, okay, so you have to start fresh. And I'm sure she signed a waiver. So she's going to move on with her career. Will it be good? I don't know. Do you think 
that it's, I mean, and I'm not trying to pick on a company here because injuries into with today's style of wrestling injuries are all over, but you could probably count if you did a tally of them in the past two years, AEW has had more injuries than any other wrestling promotion for whatever reason. Right. And she's going to get thrown into that mix coming back from that injury. Do you worry for her? Or do you think, Hey, these are pros they'll protect her. She'll protect herself. You know what I mean? That's not for me to say is from the fans point of view, but I'm going to ask you, what do you think? The perception of the women's division is they don't take care of each other. So hindsight says even Britt Breaker was hurt. A lot of other the girl, a lot of the other girls were hurt, and these girls have been working with each other for quite some time. And it's no disrespect to none of the ladies at AEW except for inexperience. Putting Paige in the middle here. She is experienced. She's been out of the ring working. She hasn't been in, had any in-ring work. So it's a crapshoot. And you see some of the bumps that these girls take, and they're pretty bad. You hope she doesn't get hurt. Yeah. <sighs> we'll see. I mean, I'm going to tell you, the, her first match back, it's going to be intriguing. I'm going to want to see it, right, because it's been so long. You want to see wrestler success story coming back from a major injury like that. Vito, there's other problems going on still I know. in the AEW mm. locker room. CM mm -hmm. Punk is gone, okay? The EVPs are still gone because we know all that drama. Um, Sammy Guevara seems to be coming up now is a lot. He had some beef with Eddie Kingston. Now the stuff with Andrade and this stuff got on social media. And that night that they finally got into the same locker room at Dynamite recently, there was an altercation and Sammy stayed and was still main evented with Jericho and Andrade, who basically wants to get fired, probably go work with WWE in Charlotte, uh, got sent home. Vito, what is going on here? <laughs> what? They a need some of... enforcers. And I'm not talking about Arn Anderson at this stage in his career, but Tony Khan needs some enforcers backstage. Man. A lot of young kids who don't know how to handle executive positions and you have nobody there who has the respect of the locker room in charge yeah. and nobody to lay down the ground rules. It's just very sad because they gave a bunch of kids and I'm not knocking um, Kenny Omega, the young bucks, Cody Rhodes and all these guys, they got in with a guy to see if they could run a company and they just didn't have the experience or the respect to know Stand at attention. This is what we do. This is how we're going to do it. The groundwork is there. Like I said, J.J. Dillon in charge, you already knew. This is J.J. Dillon. Jim Ross back in the day, it's Jim Ross. Um, you know, when you went to work for independent companies, when you work for Jerry Lawler, when you work for Carlos Colon, when you work for Jack Veneno, when you work for, you know, um, you know, a bunch of other places, you know, Otto Wands in Germany, you already knew they're the boss and we're going to do, you know, things one way. Brian Dixon in England, these guys don't stay in business for nothing. And, you know, these guys ran independent territories for a very long time, just like Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon didn't stay in business, but everybody knew Vince is the boss. This is the way we do things. It's one way. Paul Heyman, who I also work for, you know, this was the way it is. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out.
So guys, it's a, you know, they don't have that established there. They have a lot of veterans in the back, but none of the veterans have taken control because they weren't given the opportunity to be bosses. And like we hear how like Jericho's allegedly stepped up and tried to be a locker room leader. Now, interestingly enough, like Sammy's kind of been with Jericho, you know, maybe right. Jericho's like, Hey, I got to get this guy on track. And maybe that's why he, you know, was, I mean, you, WWE had Undertaker. He was known as a locker room leader back in the day. But then they had that boss that you had to respect, or you'd be gone. And Vince McMahon, what is Jericho trying to be that Undertaker? Maybe, but Tony Khan, how is he going to get the respect of his locker room? Like Vince McMahon, at least had right. You, you didn't cross the boss. I mean, yeah, we had the Bret Hart Tony, stuff, but Tony Khan is not a wrestling guy. He's a fan who bought a company. He yeah. doesn't have the respect for the boys because they look at him as a money mark. Like you know, like uh, what's his name? Um, Dixon, Dixie, Dixie, Dixie Carter. Carter, Dixie Carter. They liked her as a person, but as a wrestling person, she wasn't respected. So how are you supposed to respect? your boss if they don't have the years in the business. And then when you have guys come out and they challenge guys who have main evented in WWE, been world champions in WWE, and they look at you like you're a piece of shit because they were here at AEW first. I got to tell you something, three quarters, if not, you know, 90% of that roster, if they had to go get a job at WWE, they wouldn't make it. They wouldn't sign them. And why do you think they're in AEW? Because WWE didn't sign them. Yeah. That's a good point. And that's straight shoot. That's a shoot. You know, you, you could all go ahead. Do you think Tony Khan could have people in place that could command respect? Not for him, but at least he can just be the owner and the boss. And then the locker room could have some order because he'd have some veterans in there. And, and, and you know, I don't know. Do you make Mark Henry, that guy, Big Show. They have some people that work for them. Like, what, what, what's, what's it missing? It's like Tony Khan needs to have somebody in place for them to respect. You have to have somebody to enforce the rules. You have yeah. to. At this point, you need an outsider to come in. And Tony Khan says, "Listen, this is who you go through, and this is where all the beefs go. You do not approach me. You do not talk to me. You go to this person first. That person handles it like a business and dictates the, the, um, the behavior of the company. If you act a fool, if it was me, yes. the way I was told. I was told, just going to ask you that. What if, if you it was were in me, that role? Okay. If Tony Khan came to me and he said, Vito, I'd like you to run, I'd like you to run the, the talent relations department. You are the guy. You are, you are my Johnny Ace. You say, okay. I walk in there. I already know half of them are not going to respect me, but half of them will. As soon as something goes happens, that's when I step in as diplomatic. And I say, all right, I say, take your stuff and please go home. We'll call you when we need you. Right? If you got and if you give me a problem about your time slot on TV, you need a bigger push. I said, listen, we'll take you off TV tonight. We're going to take somebody who's sitting on the side who wants to take, needs TV time like Miro, and we'll put him on, and then we'll call you when we need you. If you're going to hear a bunch of complaints, 
we'll call you when we need you because there's 10 other guys who want your spot. And that settles everything down. And then if you find guys or you suspend them or you do anything, it's not fighting with your hands. It's asserting your, your, your power as an executive and setting the tone. We will not tolerate this bullshit here yes. in AEW. And that's what it needs to be. Well said, Vito. I can't, we can't follow that up. You said it perfectly. Man, maybe Tony should be giving you a call for that job. I hope so. Anything you got to say in closing? Another great show. I had, had to get that show. off my chest about Brandon. You did a Light. great job of expressing yourself. No, I just hope everybody's good. Check out No DQ. Check out the big Vito brand. Subscribe to us, Stuff Virtue. Close your show, my brother. Follow Vito on Twitter at the Big Vito Brand. Follow me if you'd like at no DQ underscore virtue. Shout out to Colin McCleaver Andrew, who was in the chat, and everybody else who listened to us live right here on the Big Vito Brand. This has been getting a color for Big Vito LaGrasso. I am Virtue. We'll see you again next time. Catch the Big Vito Brand on Twitch every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern.